Welcome to the Let's Talk About Love, Sex, and Infidelity podcast with your host, Todd Krieger. Todd has over 35 years of experience working with thousands of couples as a licensed therapist in his private practice. Todd shares his insights on this show. It's never too early to divorce-proof your marriage or too late to heal yourselves and have the relationship you truly want. Hi, everybody. This is Todd Krieger. I'm here to talk to you about a couple that I work with that uh, where there was infidelity. And this is a very different kind of situation. As a matter of fact, it was one of a kind. And the reason I'm bringing this up is because I want to demonstrate that even though infidelity is a very serious problem, and a lot of my life is dedicated to help people heal from infidelity, as well as prevent infidelity, because it is so painful. Having said that, infidelity typically is some kind of communication, some kind of message uh, that a, a, a person is expressing uh, why they cheat. And, uh, and the first blog I ever wrote about somewhere on my website is called Messages of Infidelity because we've got to look for the communication. It is communicating something. And so we need to understand that as much as infidelity is a problem, it's not the problem. In other words, it's, it's doing something. And we've got to look a little more deeply and when, if we can heal from infidelity, it usually comes because we got underneath it. You know, it's sort of like if a person has a fever, you don't throw them in cold water because they're hot. That, that would treat the symptom and it'd probably make it worse. But you treat the infection if they need antibiotics or if they just need to take care of themselves to beat the virus or whatever it is that's causing it. So likewise, so I had this couple... And it was a while ago, uh, I'm going to say their names were Amy and Jim. And a real couple, legitimate, as all the couples are that I talk about, but uh, of course it's not their real names. Um, so Amy and Jim, they were married for about 10 years before they had a kid. And so they were in their mid to late 30s. And they had this child. And then when the child was six months old, the mother had an affair. Now that I had never seen in my practice where the mother has an affair when they have a, a, a relative newborn, a young baby. I've never seen it. Uh, I've seen men definitely cheat in those periods of times, the fathers, but not the mothers. So just the way I think and the way I introduced this story to you today, I'm going, what was this person doing? What were they getting out of this cheating? Because the way they described their 10-year relationship before, or nine years before they got pregnant, 10 years before they had the kid, was it was they just loved being with each other. They, they had fun. They partied a lot. They played a lot. And life was a good time. But they also enjoyed their time alone, too. And it was just really a couple that loved life and loved being together. So then she has this child. Why does this happen? So what's my thinking? I'm thinking this is unusual behavior. So my mind went somewhere else. And I'll, you'll be able to know just by the question I asked her. I said to her, tell me what your mother was like. And she said, well, my mother was the best human being ever born in this world. I said, wow, what made her so wonderful? She did anything for her kids, anything at all. 
totally selfless. I said, well, it sounds like a wonderful quality. I said, now, um, your, your father, she goes, well, they divorced when I was young and she worked and she did whatever she had to do. And I said, did she have fun herself though? Did she have a good life? She goes, well, I mean, she liked being a mom, but she really didn't do anything for herself. I mean, nothing. I can't think of one thing she did. She didn't, she didn't hang out with friends. She didn't date again. It was all about being a mother. Some of you may already be ahead of me on this one, but I said to her, hmm, and the husband's there in the session. I said, so first session. So basically, this is how your mom was. And I just wonder, you, who were just fun and playful and had such a good time, which that was not your mom's experience. It was all about you and, and, you, and you and Jim. Um, now you have a kid and you've got to be like your mom, maybe, you know, maybe, I don't know. Maybe you got to give up all your fun, just like your mom did. And life is only about self-sacrifice. And if that's the case, what a grieving that would be for all the fun you were having as in your 10 years together and in your 30 something years together, you know, I mean, in this world as an adult, it's almost like maybe your one way out is to kind of bifurcate your life, you know, so you have your mom, where you could be all mom. But in order to still have that playful part of you, you have to leave that world, go into a whole different world. So I said that, and both the husband and wife, Amy and Jim, both burst out in tears. I was watching them. I sat back and I went, whoa. You know, I didn't know that was going to happen, but I just let them both cry. And then after they both cried, look, they knew each other pretty well. I said, so talk to me. What are the tears about? And they both said that I nailed it, you know, that that, that made sense to her, but even to him. Like, it just, that, that, Suddenly, everything made sense. Now, I'm not saying it's always that quick and always that simple, but uh, this was a situation where the infidelity was her way of not losing her playful self because her conditioned mind was taught that being a mom means you can't have any of that other. And so, of course, the, the pretty short-term therapy was all about helping her recognize that she could not do it the way her mom did, that that her selfish part has redeeming qualities and her selfless part, like her mom, had redeeming, redeeming qualities and that she could embody both. And they, they found out ways to talk about it and embody both and she was relieved. And of course, again, like infidelity, like I say, it doesn't just go away like that. But when he understood the deeper communication about that, which was, I don't want to lose my playful side. She, he was able to not take it so personally, which led to a pretty rapid healing uh, by uh, by any conventional means that you would think with when there has been infidelity. Uh, we caught it pretty early. I mean, it had only been going on for a very short time, but the deeper thing was that they both got a deeper understanding and they were able to heal from that. And they just flourished as a family, as a couple and as a family. Just want you to know that. This is Todd Krieger, making the world safe for love. That's it for today's episode of Let's Talk About Love, Sex, and Infidelity Podcast with your host, Todd Krieger. 
For free resources and materials, head over to toddkrieger.com. Loved this episode? Head over to iTunes and subscribe, rate, and leave a review. We'd really appreciate it. Thank you.